So the question is this, how can entrepreneurs like us remain profitable while having a lean physique, optimal focus, and incredible relationships? That's the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is Nate Palmer, and welcome to The Million Dollar Body. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Million Dollar Body Podcast, the intersection of physical and financial success. I'm Nate Palmer. If you're Nate, if you're here, if you're Nate Palmer too, if you're here, it's probably because you have a, you're a high performer, an entrepreneur, or a business owner that's interested in maximizing your physique, your finances, and your family time using fitness and nutrition as force multipliers in your life. If you're not already a part of the Facebook group, what are you doing, sweetheart? Come on, come on, figure it out. But go to n8trainingsystems.com slash group. That's where we stream these podcast episodes live every Monday. You can join in and ask questions every Tuesday. Sorry. It's just, you know, it's been one of those. It's been, reading is hard. But thankfully, I do take notes on the intro that I've done a hundred times. Let's get back to it though, you know? There's a lot of cool things happening in the group as well as a massive amount of free resources. So again, go to n8trainingsystems.com slash uh, group to join us there. If you're already in the group and watching it live, super excited to have you because today we're going to be talking about the best time of day to eat carbs in order to lose fat. And there is a lot of information about this and a lot of it is, is contradictory. So I want to dive into some of it right now, talk about some of the, some of the, like the studies, you know, try to keep it pretty light, not go super science scientific on it, but end up giving you some really good information as well as some specific strategies you can use starting today. Okay. So jump in, tell us you're excited to be here. If you're in the group, drop us a comment, leave us a question. I'm super excited and um, you're going to rock and roll on this. But one of the big things we like to do before we even jump in is give a shout out to the people who are accomplishing big things in the Million Dollar Body community. So today I want to give a shout out to Dave. Dave has been working his ass off in the gym. He's crushing it. He's in his workouts three times per week. They're getting better and better and better. And um, I got to say, Dave is actually recovering from COVID. He had COVID a couple months ago. And coming back to the gym was really challenging for him. His breath was gone. All this work that he had done, he was like, oh man, I'm frustrated. I'm not going to be that. Like, I'm not going to be doing what I need to be doing. Kind of just kind of gave up on his eating habits and stuff. Um, but within a couple months, um, really consistent progress. He's down 25 pounds and he is doing a great job just continuing to lose week after week, as well as getting stronger, which is really like, it's a, it's a cool thing to see gaining muscle, getting stronger and dropping fat is awesome. So congratulations, Dave. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for putting in that work. So today let's talk about carbs, right? Let's talk about carbohydrates, carbohydratos. What are carbohydrates? What's the best time of day to eat them? What, when, what's the difference between a banana and Lucky Charm cereal? So many questions we have about carbohydrates. And there are so many people out there just ready to prey on our lack of knowledge or that some of the trendy stuff we see or like, or just different fads and get and sell us something that may not even help us. Okay. So we, I want you to, number one, I want you to be successful. I want the everyone around me in this community to be getting healthier, fitter, and making more money all the time. Now, I'm not a business coach, but I firmly believe that if you are healthy and you are vibrant energy, you're going to make more money, period. End of story. So uh, this is what I really want for you. So I want to, I want to make sure to educate you, give you the, 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 the right answer. So you know what to, you're looking for, as well as telling you the why. So, you know, I'm not just being like, eh, it's probably uh, like 4.30 PM, but Eastern time, that's the time for carbs. You know, so I wanna, so we'll dive into some of the, like the studies and stuff that I read in prep for this. So there's a lot of info out there, like I said, 
there's so like just like a couple of things off the top of my head intermittent fasting it says don't eat at all in the morning eat from 12 until 8 p.m and at that point go hog wild no holes barred just go off go off sis eat it up so if you want a bagel you want oysters you want to eat a sundae you want to eat whatever like it's fine it's intermittent fasting the fasting's the magic allegedly right um there's a saying, I don't know if you heard this, but they say, eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a peasant. Um, so that's kind of contrary to intermittent fasting, right? So like that's, like that's one way of working at it. Atkins says low carb all day. Keto says no carb all day. And honestly, when I go to the store and I look at like cottage cheese, my daughter loves eating cottage cheese. I wake up every morning, I go, Renna, what do you want to eat for breakfast? And she goes, cottage cheese and strawberries. And I'm like, Girl, I thought I was a little bit weird because I like cottage cheese, but you are in like another level. If she could eat cottage cheese and fruit every single day for breakfast, she would 100%. So I go to the store and I see cottage cheese or these other, these other foods that have, you know, like five, six, seven grams of carbohydrates, you know, six, seven, eight grams of proteins, five, six, seven grams of, of fats, and they're marked as keto friendly. This makes me mad. And it's not because I hate that the store is like trying to take advantage of a marketing gimmick, but it's because that's not keto friendly. Keto friendly is no carbohydrates. So when you have carbohydrates on a keto diet, you not only get out of ketosis, you actually put yourself at risk for cellular damage. So, okay. Like I'm, I know this is a little bit of an aside here, but we, since we are talking about carbs, this is an important thing because keto is the hot, the hot shit right now, right? Everybody wants to do keto. Everyone's mom, aunt, like Aunt Susan. Aunt Susan just lost 27 pounds on keto in only three days. Like, how is she doing it? Well, here's like here's the truth about keto. A um, this this study from Okinawa came out um, like three or four months ago. And it showed that if you're having a like if you're having a cheat meal on keto, if you're having some like an amount of carbohydrates, even after a week, two weeks, a month on the keto diet where you're like fully ketogenic, if you're having like 75 grams of glucose, which is like a soda, a couple of fries, it can lead to damaged blood vessels while on a keto diet because you've essentially trained your body out of being able to process carbohydrates effectively. So when you do have them, it can cause cellular damage to your blood vessels. So just like, if you like keto, great. If you're doing it, great. Probably not the right podcast for you, but but I just want you to know that like that all these things that sound too good to be true, that sound like the magic pill, are never are never that way. If it sounds too good to be true, it usually is, right? And if you haven't learned that by now, in like in your life, then let me tell you about how it how it works with health and fitness. But if the more someone promises, the more that like the the bigger the guy's guns on the protein container, the worse that that protein is. And that's a pretty soft rule, but but I'll I'll take it to the bank pretty much every day. Okay, so so. Keto says no, no carb. And if you do have carbs, it's going to screw you up if you're having, if you're going completely ketogenic. Um, and then in another study like just came out that said, um, your body is burning better at burning carbs in the morning. So carbs should be consumed earlier in the day for optimal fat burning. So that's what the study said. And um, we're going to come back to that because I have a couple of thoughts on that specific study. So it's, it's so we got a couple of different like trains of thought, intermittent fasting, no breakfast, carbs, whenever. Um, Atkins, low carb all day, keto, no carbs at all. Um, this, this one study says carbs in the morning. So which is it? You know, because you can find science to kind of support all different sides, depending on how you look and which, like if you're cherry picking the data. So what's the best? 
what's the best time of day to consume carbohydrates? And like this, this episode, we're not gonna really get into like, what are the best types of carbohydrates? If you, if you are, have questions about that and you're watching this live, drop those questions and we'll, we'll kind of cover them in a Q&A at the end, private sesh. Super exclusive private session. Kids tickets only five bucks. So we'll go, we'll get into that if you want to, but that's kind of beyond the scope of this podcast. So I just basically want to talk about timing. So what's, what's the problem with carbohydrates? Why do we have such an issue with them? Well, so it all goes back to a little study done in the 1970s where some of the, like the grain lobby convinced, we'll say, we'll say this, we'll, we'll say massage. We'll, the grain lobby convinced some of the scientists to massage the data saying that, hey, it's not sugars and carbohydrates that are causing issues and obesity. It's these fats, it's these saturated fats. So from the seventies to like the nineties, uh, the US and the, and the, like the FDA, Food and Drug Administration went on this like really like this low fat rampage where we say so many things that are made with low fat and how you get like fat is like a lot of flavoring. So how do you get more flavor? You add sugar and you add salt. Sugar being obviously a carbohydrate here. So by the way, sugar, honey, date solids, agave nectar, maple syrup, um, cane sugar, organic, date solids. Maybe I said that already. Those are all names for sugar. And those are all hundred percent carbohydrates. There's no other thing. There's nothing else in sugar or honey or agave nectar besides carbs. It's pure carbs. Okay. Which not bad, not, we don't need to villainize them, but just want to keep that in mind. You know, I just, we had a conversation today with a client who I asked like, which, what, uh, what macronutrient does honey fall into? And he's, we had a discussion about how that's pure carbs. So talking about getting, putting it, what to put in your, in your coffee, which I want to do a podcast on, on that at a later date. So when you're having carbohydrates, no, going back, going back. So like, so for a while, like we kind of villainized, villainized fats now coming, coming kind of full circle, like in 2005, eight, somewhere in there, it started to be like, people started going a little bit more kind of towards that low carb keto diet, Atkins. Um, Atkins is kind of an older diet, but it started coming back. Uh, keto is really popular in the, like the, in the, like in the bodybuilding communities in the, in the late eighties and nineties. Um, so that started coming back. Everything is cyclical, right? It's all trends. It's not like nothing's new under the sun. So people started kind of getting wise to like, oh man, sugar is in everything. Like they even spray your fries with sugar water at McDonald's to make it a more palatable, like, you know, cause who wants to eat one McDonald's fry? You want to eat like 17 at a time and be like, man, this is just, my mouth is so full of fries. It's so good. So like those, everything is done intentionally right there by food scientists who get paid a ton of money to figure out what's the height, like the most hyper palatable food that you can eat. That's going to not trigger your brain's fullness mechanisms, that leptin, that chemical leptin that tells you, Hey, I'm full. Stop, stop it. So how can you eat like 16 ounces of fries before you're like, man, I am actually pretty sick right now. So we started wising up to carbohydrates and then like, as we get smarter and there's more inner, like there's more stuff on the internet and there's more blogs and more articles, more videos, we start like, we, like this, this compounds and suddenly from being like, Hey, we should probably avoid some of those processed sugars. People are like, never have carbohydrates. There's some dumb idiot who posted on Twitter the other day, just, I think to get a rise out of like diet culture, he said, carbohydrates cause obesity, the end, which is categorically false, but like it's, we just, I've reached this uh, state or a, like a, a time right now where 
um, we're so extreme. Everything has to be all or nothing. So we're kind of on this, like, it's got to be keto. There's no, never have any carbohydrates. You eat a bagel, you're going to go to hell. So these things, um, that's kind of where we are with in like our culture right now. Now with carbohydrates, the problem with carbohydrates is that when you have them, they get used for energy and right. Like that's, so that's the problem with carbohydrates, but it's also the awesome thing about carbohydrates. Carbohydrates is what I think of as a high impact food. Okay. So if you're like, man, I'm going to go train for a triathlon. I'm going to go running. I need to build some muscle. I'm working outside all day. I have activities. I got, I got stuff to do. Carbohydrates are your friend. You know, I am firmly against snacking. If you've ever like heard me talk about it before, we do not condone snacking as a part of the million dollar body program. I think it's one of like the biggest detrimental things in American like diet culture. And I think it's only going to get worse. Anyways, if you're, if you're out hiking and you want a snack, you want to eat like a granola bar. Awesome. If you're like, at, like at a job site and you're digging ditches all day, you want some, you want to eat a handful of gummy bears. Awesome. Go ahead. Because those carbohydrates are going to be used instantly to fuel the work you're doing, to fuel your hike, to fuel your, the activity. So that's like, that's one of the, a, the, the great things about carbohydrates, but it's also a problem for us who are a lot, who are sedentary. You may have ever, you may have said this, you may have heard it from, you know, your dad or your uncle. And he's like, oh man, when I was your age, I could eat like, I could eat 14 hot dogs and drink two gallons of beer. And then I hit 35, my metabolism just crashed. So a lot of people say that, but what happens is not that your metabolism crashed or decreased. It decreases at a steady rate, very slow, 0.005%. Ever, like after you turn 25, your metabolism starts decreasing. Not a big thing. It's like 400 calories per year. Not a big deal. But what happens is we start getting more sedentary. So you keep the carbohydrate intake high, you get more sedentary, and all of a sudden your waist go, waistline goes up. That's why between 20s and 30s, people gain 50% of their fat mass on top of that. So like if you're, if you're at 20% fat, like this statistically, you'll be at 30% fat a decade later in your, in your thirties. So in case you didn't get that, if you are like, if you start off at 30% body fat at like 25, and that means that in a decade, you have a very, very high probability of being at 45% body fat. So um, because our, because our activity level decreases, but our carbohydrate intake doesn't, doesn't change. So a lot of people go the other direction, no carbohydrates at all, only vegetables, only, only fats, only bacon. Right. So the other problem with carbohydrates that a lot of people don't talk about when it comes to, when it comes to like bringing this up and talking about keto and talking about diet culture is that carbohydrates cost energy to digest all food does fats and proteins and stuff as well. But the carbohydrates can take a little bit longer to digest and can require more blood flow from your brain, from your extremities, your arms and your legs, and can take a little bit longer to like in the digestion process, depending on what you're like, what you ate and how much. Okay. So all that to say is that when you eat carbohydrates, they can actually have a slowdown effect in your energy. So that's one of the biggest problems with carbohydrates that I see because I'm always talking to entrepreneurs. We're talking to business owners. We're talking to people who are taking off hats and putting on hats and just changing their, changing their gig all the time, going from writing an email sequence to developing a product to checking with clients and doing, a, doing some other stuff and then their family and then their gym. And then like, so they're always moving around, always changing hats. So there's no time during the day that these people are like, you know what would be good? It's like a two hour lull. No one says that to me. No one's ever said that to me. So the big thing that, that I think like can honestly separates, like separate people from like 
feeling weird and having like a hard relationship with food and not really eating, not really eating appropriately and bouncing up and down between different diets, yo-yo dieting, losing weight, gaining weight is the idea of rather than chasing weight loss to chase optimal energy throughout the day, rather than chasing weight loss, chasing optimal energy throughout the day. And one of the ways they can do that is by avoiding some of those high carbohydrates, really heavy foods when they are very busy, when they have to get something done. And I think this is a extremely underrated tip that most people don't even consider when it comes time to diet because we're so focused on calories, carbohydrates, macronutrients, vitamins, and minerals that we don't, that we don't consider like the global implications of how our food impacts our energy, how digestion impacts our energy. So when um, in 2018, when I came up with the million dollar body method, I was talking to some business owners at the time and they were like, dude, I don't even care about weight loss right now. I am struggling with my business. I'm in over my head. I'm working 14 hour days. I'm dead crushed. I'm drinking three energy drinks. Like what do, what do I need to eat? So I don't feel like a piece of shit. So we came up with a program that, that gave them energy first. And it was crazy because we started seeing insane fat loss results at the same time. And that's when I knew we were onto something. We had something super special is because people started losing 25, 28 pounds in two, three months, which doesn't sound like a lot, but they weren't trying to lose weight. They weren't trying to lose weight at all. They All they were doing is trying to have a ton of energy. So I was like, okay, well, let's dial this in a little bit more. And so that's where the million dollar body method was born from. And at this point in the podcast, I have to hold my book up. So if you're just listening, I am holding my book up. It does say the million dollar body method. And it also says the entrepreneur's diet for superhuman focus and rapid fat loss, because that's what I really believe this is. So let's get into some of the, like the studies. Cause I do want to, at some point today, tell you what I found to be the optimal time to eat your carbohydrates and also keep burning fat. Okay. So I already shared with you this, the study that said, Hey, eating you, your body burns carbs better in the morning. Therefore it's better to eat carbs in the, in the early part of the day. So that study extrapolated that data and said, therefore you burn more fat when you eat carbs early, which is not true and not what they measured and not what they, they can, they couldn't prove that at all either. So they said, they said, since your body is burning more carbohydrates during the day, you are actually burning more fat which is incorrect because what's happening during the, like in the beginning of the day is when you're, when you start eating carbohydrates, your body always gives carbohydrates and food preferential treatment in terms of energy burning. So if I'm going to go out and run and I give myself an like hour ahead of time, I have some Gatorade and a banana. I'm going to burn off the Gatorade and the banana on my run. I am not going to be burning off fat because I gave myself plenty of energy and then I can, I can, I'll burn that off. So the majority of what you're burning is going to be from that, you know, so you'll get some fat burn, especially towards the end of the run, especially depending on how long it is. But if you're like me and you go out running for like seven minutes, there's no fat burn happening. It's pure red Gatorade. Okay. So when you prioritize carbohydrates in the morning, your body prioritizes burning the food you ate. So yeah, it might be burning more carbs, but it's not doing anything for your fat storage. And it's not doing anything to help you kind of get ahead. You're basically just treadmilling it, right? You're eating and it's working. You're eating and ex- like it, you're eating it and you're expending energy. You're eating it and expending energy. So like it's a, you're trapped. It's a hamster wheel. Okay. So this is a fool's errand. This is a sucker's game. We do not want to get trapped on a on a treadmill in any form, much less a figurative treadmill because that sounds that sounds deadly. So we want to make sure that we are teaching our body how to prioritize burning stored fat, right? Most of us 
have too much stored fat period. Like that's just the end of the story, right? And there's not a lot of people walking around being like, you know what I need is a little bit more fat. And before you'd be like, hey, you know, my cousin's, my cousin's uh, best friend actually has a disease. I'm like, okay, don't. 95% of people in the US are overweight or obese. So like, I actually don't know if that's totally true. I think it's like 66%, but we have so many people, like 95% of people that I talk to say they want to lose weight. So I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll keep it at that, that, that statistic, statistic. Okay. Um, the, so an, another study came out and that said, basically um, they took 58 obese men and they had them follow a low calorie diet with either more carbs at lunch or more carbs at dinner. And they showed that like, eh, there was really no big difference. Okay. So, but going back to the energy thing, the group that having carbohydrates for their lunch are going to be more sluggish, more reserved, have a little, uh, a little bit of more of a lull in their day in the afternoon. So if the results are really no different from a weight loss perspective in, in this one study, what I think is we always want to defer to the thing that serves us best from an energy perspective, the thing that serves us best from a focus perspective. Okay. But then again, here's another study, a six month study. They did a 78 obese adults. So 20 more. So this study is like way more impressive, right? Kind of maybe diet studies are always hard because it's hard to control for what people are actually eating versus reporting. So 78 obese adults were asked to follow a low calorie diet that involved eating carbs, either at dinner or at every meal. The dinner only group lost more weight, more body fat, and felt fuller than those who ate carbs at every meal. Okay. So you see where I'm going, you see where I'm kind of going with this is that we want to like, if, if all things were equal and you didn't even lose enough body fat and, or body weight, but you were still having carbs at every single meal, which was kind of causing these cyclical energy things where you're like, your blood sugar spikes up and you get a little bit, you get energy and you get a little bit tired and your blood sugar spikes up from lunch and you get a little energy and you get a little bit tired. Then we're following like, we have these curves in our day, these oscillations that are, that you know, can cost us valuable time, mental resources and, and energy. So rather than being like, what's the optimal time to have carbs? If, if in fact there is no optimal time based on science or based on these studies, which I still think there is, um, then we have to go with what's, what's working best for our focus. What's working best for our day. What's working best with our lives. Okay. So maybe, maybe you're the kind of person who naps all day. I don't think so, but maybe you are. And you're like, maybe I like, I don't have all my carbs at breakfast. So I can just nap throughout the day. Like, awesome. That's great. Figure out what works for you. Okay. So some, like this, there's a, there's a group of people out there that I think are some of the smartest when it comes to nutrition and diets. I don't think that these guys use a lot of like scientific studies because I feel like most of the time um, this, what they're, what they're going off of is like empirical stuff. What they, what so-and-so said worked um, like diet prep, getting like um, just, just kind of like experimentation on themselves. And this is a group of people that I, I think are, should be more closely monitored for what they do, especially when it comes to some of these studies. I feel like these people are always like 10, 20 years ahead of the science. And science is always kind of being like, oh no, that doesn't work, that doesn't work, that doesn't work. Wait a second, that works really well. And kind of catching up to what this one group always says. And that group is bodybuilders. Bodybuilders have been so far ahead of the curve on so many things. Bodybuilders are the ones doing like keto, like, like early, early 70s and 80s. Bodybuilders are the ones who have done, like, done so much for um, hormones and blood testing. Um, but, but bodybuilders also have an obsession with being as muscular and as lean as physically possible. 
you know, or like building, how do you build as much muscle as you can? How do you diet that down? So now you look super shredded. So that's, that's their only goal, right? Bodybuilders are not necessarily healthy. I did a photo shoot this Sunday and my th the thing I drank, like I didn't drink water from 3 PM the previous day till the photo shoot. And, but I did have a cherry Coke because of the cellular hydration and swelling you get from that simple sugars in there. So like, yes, I, I looked decent in the photos, but I also was drinking soda right before. And this was my first soda in 13 years. But so it's not like if you have abs, you're, you're definitely healthy, but these guys are always figuring out how to prioritize looking muscular and being lean. So it's really important to like follow, follow success. Success always leaves clues. So whether you want to be a bodybuilder or not, you can always pull something from, from them. So case in point, um, like if you think that like, oh, I'm trying this new thing, I'm doing this like I'm having lemon water with, with apple cider vinegar. I'm doing, having vitamin D in the mornings, whatever. Um, and you're like super, like I'm a biohacking, right? So there's this, that one time there's this like a, a story about this guy who's a bodybuilder and he worked in a rhesus monkey lab. And there was this, there's a specific hormone in monkeys brains that theoretically could increase your testosterone and growth hormone. Okay. It could, it could help you basically recover from workouts better and grow more muscle faster. And so this guy was actually eating discarded monkey brains in order to obtain perhaps a, like a hormone that allegedly could create more muscle. Okay. And this is already a big dude. So like, it's like, so the reason I'm telling you that story is not saying hey, bodybuilders are super smart. You got to do it. You got to eat monkey brains. But I'm saying is that like, if, They've, if it's, if it exists, if there's a potential for it, if shrink wrap, if shrink wrap trainers or waist trainers, or those electrodes that went on your pecs or your abs, or whatever, if those worked bodybuilders, would be doing that shit all the time. And they're not. So you can, you can trust that if there was like a secret way of like building muscle or burning fat, bodybuilders would be doing it before you or I, they'd be way ahead of us. They'd already be like, oh yeah, that's, that's like classic stuff. So that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. This not go eat monkey brains. That's not a good takeaway. So here's kind of, here's like going kind of a little bit more science talking about how carbohydrates work. Going back to the study about your body burning carbs in the morning and being more effective at burning carbs. So rather than eating carbohydrates when your body is most likely to burn carbohydrates, what we want to do is start thinking about it a little bit differently. We want to, because how do carbohydrates work? We eat carbohydrates, they break down in our body and they turn into glycogen, okay? Basically sugar. So not a, not a ton of difference between like a banana and rice in, in that way. It's just about how, like the fat, the speed of the digestion, which we won't really get into. So rather than trying to eat carbohydrates when your body's most likely to burn them off, we want to eat carbohydrates when your body's most likely to store the glycogen in your muscles for energy. So rather than eating carbohydrates when your body's about to burn them off, pre-workout early in the day, we want to eat them when your body is, has already depleted its glycogen. It's because the way the muscles work is right. It's like if every time you do a bicep curl, every time you do a row, a push up, you use glycogen to fuel the, to fuel that activity. Okay. So your, so glycogen sits in your muscle cells and waits to waits for, waits for it to be used and kind of gets burned up as energy there. So we want to do is we want to be utilizing our current stores of glycogen and then refilling those stores of glycogen after the fact. Okay. So hope like I would write, th write that down. If you're, if you're taking notes right now, because this is a really important fact. And it's also kind of a little bit backwards of how current diet culture nutritionists look at, look at, at, uh, carbs. So rather than like, 
rather than like having a time when like your body will either burn through the carbohydrates or even worse, store them as fat, we want to give your body a good reason to utilize those in uh, for future energy. So thus, the, like the idea of glycogen priming is so important. Okay. So this method only works if you are active. If you are inactive, if you sit all day long and you don't, you won't even go on a walk, then this is not going to work for you. This is, this is an impossible task. But if you are active, if you are training, if you are moving for 45 minutes every single day, whether it's a walk, jog, cardio, weights, whatever else, then this is a perfect strategy because it's going to, it's, it actually creates a snowball effect where you can get leaner, continue to have more and more energy, sleep better. It's amazing. Okay. So this is something that bodybuilders have been doing for a long time. This is something that um, we use as, as like a key idea in our million dollar body method. And it's something that has gotten insane results in a couple different ways. Number one, fat loss, right? That's what we're looking for. Specifically belly fat, specifically love handles, the harder spots to get to. Number two, energy. We talked about it all the time. If you're eating, um, if you're eating all day carbohydrates, you're going to have less energy. If you eat at a specific time of day or eat like a, late, a little bit um, later in the day, you will have, have eaten lighter during the, the beginning. You'll have more energy during that time. And then third, um, it enables you to like have like a nutritional insurance policy so that if you're going out to dinner with clients, you want to eat like eat mac and cheese with your kids. Like if you, oh, I, oops, I ended up at Red Robin. I guess I have to eat like the bottomless fries. It gives you the flexibility to have those times without being like, I screwed it, screwed up. I blew my diet. I've, I've ruined everything. So it's just a great way to have a ton of flexibility, have a lot of energy and burn fat. So it's by far um, my favorite my favorite way of, of eating of eating carbohydrates is to eat them in the PM. Okay. So that's kind of where I've been getting to with all this stuff is eating carbohydrates in the PM is going to give you all of these benefits, less fat, less love handles, less, less low, lower ab belly fat, um, more energy during the day, more freedom and flexibility to eat, eat the foods you want with the people that you love, which is like, honestly, just such a lifestyle gains rather than just like a fitness gains thing that I think is really important. So kind of like just to kind of reinforce that like our bodies really like using glucose as the first point of contact energy because it's really easy to break down. So you've got a lot of glucose, glucose or glycogen in your system, your body's going to, you're going, your body's going to be it, try to utilize that first. But conversely, if you're having in the morning carbohydrate or I'm sorry, proteins and fats, um, you'll, your body will start to burn the already stored fat because, because the, you're, you'll be training your body to utilize the stored energy rather than being giving it like a bunch of a bunch of uh, easy to digest energy so like rather than i don't know if, if you've ever been in a prius or not but like rather than um like like filling up gas and then really hitting the accelerator and using as much gas as you can if you just go a little bit slower in the beginning your that prius will pull from battery power before it'll pull from gas and you'll get a lot higher miles to the gallon so i don't know if that's that's completely equivalent. But the bottom line is that when we have carbohydrates in the PM, specifically after workout, after walks, after cardio, after, and then even just like being around, moving around all day, going out, turning the car, picking the kids up, doing something like that, you're going to be moving and using glycogen at all times. So even if you are not super physically active or, or doing the most lifting a lot of weights, this is still the best strategy because your body naturally uses glycogen as you go throughout your day to fuel your activities, to fuel your movement, to fuel your walking. So just structuring that as like, as so your carbs take place in the evening, generally for dinner, um, will give you such a better uh, result. It's 
And it's also awesome because I don't know if you ever had this experience, probably not any of you guys, but I definitely have where you eat a Thanksgiving dinner or Easter dinner with your family. And then like you go sit on the couch for four hours and you don't want to move. Like I've, I've definitely been there. And that's because it's not the tryptophan just before you say it, before you think it not tryptophan tryptophan's there's more tryptophan in ham than there's Turkey. Don't come, don't, don't at me, but it's, it's just a huge, heavy meal with a lot of carbohydrates. So we get really tired, really, really sleepy, which is terrible when you're running a business and you need energy for a presentation or a, like a, a sales call. It is awesome after dinner when you're winding down with your kids and you just want to go on a, like a little walk, maybe uh, watch, a, watch some TV show and then, and then go to bed. It is the perfect thing to do in that case because you're already shifting your body back towards what's called parasympathetic nervous system dominance. That's that rest and digest kind of like chill out mode. So if you have that big meal, not only have you given yourself energy during the day, you've replenished the glycogen stores, you primed your glycogen stores for later, but you've also um, triggered your body to start slowing down so that way you can get really great night's rest. So, so in conclusion, there's a lot of things you could do here, right? There's a lot of voices, a lot of cooks in the kitchen, intermittent fasting, Atkins, keto, paleo, Whole30, um, so many different varieties of diets, so many different people who are smart and who have great ideas about nutrition saying different things. So it's confusing and I get that. Um, but what I found is that for high performers, for entrepreneurs, for business owners, for people who wear a ton of hats and move around all the time or are always doing different things and need to be focused during the day, for the people who are not just living for the weekend, if you're if you're a TJF person, this is maybe not your this is not your thing. But if you are if you are driven, passionate, and you have a lot going on that you need energy and focus for, um, then eating your carbohydrates in the PM is is going to be the best move 99% of the time. Like I said, with absolute certainty, not just because of the studies, not just because of uh, the, the science, not just because of how the body works, but because I've actually seen it. I've seen it with my clients. I've seen it with myself. I've seen it with my family over and over and over and over again until I'm so convinced that this is the right strategy for 99% of people that I got I got I got to stand on the mountaintop and shout about it. I got to write a book and put it on Amazon. By the way, book's on Amazon if you want to grab it. MillionDollarBodyMethod.com. Guys, thank you so much for checking this out. I really appreciate it. If you have any other questions about your nutrition, your carbohydrates, the protein, protein timing, what should you eat the rest of the rest of the day, or just want to chat a little bit. I would love to hear from you. Let me know if there's anything that I can do to make your life easier, help you get in either better shape or make more money. Like I said, I'm not a business coach, but I do know that if you are in incredible shape, you are going to be more fit. And science says you make about 14% more, more money as a, as someone who's in shape. So if you've got questions, if you've got any, anything else that I can help out with, I'd love to hear from you. Um, other than that, we'll do that a quick VIP um, Q&A in the Million Dollar Body Group, systems.com slash group. And I'll talk to you next week.